I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. The second half was just they couldn't guard Tyus, and uh, you know he took over the game, and that was the difference. But it disappointed uh, our inside guys... Uh, Finishing around the basket's bad. Our rebounding is atrocious. Uh, our defense inside is not good. And uh, you're not going to win many games playing like that. They just couldn't stop Tyus in the second half, and that was that was the ball game. Well, if he has it in his hands, somebody else can't screw it up. Frank was playing well, uh, you know, he's upset, which, you know, I'd be upset if I was a senior too, but uh, Tyus is just better at the ball, with the ball at the point, and he made plays. I thought O'Shea started well, going to basket, and then he just was absolutely the worst you can possibly be going to the basket. Four Damn. times in a row he goes in there, we get nothing. You know, <laughs> he, he can do it. He did it early. He went strong, laid it in, got fouled, dunked it. And then he goes in and just throws the ball up. Even the last play, I mean, you're going to the basket and there's, it's, you, know, you go up one-handed. I mean, you go up and dunk the ball. You let a guy run by him and you lose the ball in a play like that. you got to finish those. We have to finish around the basket. Pascal, at the end of the game, he rebounded. Well, I don't know what he was doing the first 20 minutes he was in there. Welcome to the Q's Militia Podcast with those two unapologetically biased, orange-blooded homers, Sean and Joe. What's up, Q's Nation? Thanks for tuning in to the Q's Militia Podcast with Sean and Joe. If you like it, as always, please subscribe. And the universal handle for the socials is at Q's Militia. Go there. Join the militia. We are the only Syracuse Sports Podcast centered around giving you, the fans, a voice. The Orange rebounds. At least they rebound on something. Uh, on, on the road after uh, the previous loss to Virginia Tech. And uh, you'll hear from us. We'll hear from you in the fan feedback. Top 10 in Syracuse wraps up the road trips in Pittsburgh to play the 12-9 and Panthers who are struggling in the ACC with a 2-6 and record. We'll let you know what to expect there. But first, tick splits. You need tickets. I need tickets. Hey, maybe your spouse or boyfriend or girlfriend needs tickets Valentine's Day is coming up. It's a perfect time. Get on the internet, the interwebs. Go <laughs> and Google this out. Figure out what the best price is. If you go Tix Blitz, okay, this is the official ticket provider for the Armchair Media Network where we cover Syracuse football and basketball for. Uh, and unlike other ticket providers that sneak in the extra fees and unexplained service charges, at Tix Blitz, the price you see is the price you pay. Unnecessary fees should not prevent you from seeing the sporting event or concert that you want to go to. So go to TixBlitz.com and enter the promo code ARMCHAIR at checkout to receive the 5% off your total ticket purchase. That's T-I-X-B-L-I-T-Z dot com. Promo code armchair. Tix Blitz. Guaranteed seats. Guaranteed emotions. Okay. So, um, well, we we scooted out of Boston with a win. After, after, a, after a brutal loss to Virginia Tech. Tyus, you know, really took control of most of that with help. He did have some help. Um, and He was why we won. He is why we won. Absolutely. But um, a little <laughs> underwhelming. You know, I thought I was really happy we won. Obviously, we needed to win that, and um, I was, I was just a little underwhelmed. I think we, sh- I thought we should have. I never want to lead this stuff on in the, in the pregames, but I felt like we should have won by a little bit more than that. And they, Come on, it was they, a win, buddy. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. I knew you were gonna say that. Win is a win. I don't care. Uh, but um, you know, you're right. A win is a win, but you know, a little, a little to be desired. You know, they do pull out uh, a quad two win. 
and it was on the road. Uh, they improved to 15 and six overall, and six and two in the ACC. The Orange, with another slow start, trailing 15 to six at one point, be going f- before going on a 14 and 0 run, led by none other than Tyus Battle, as we mentioned. The gap closed again in the second half to about to two. And once again, it was battle, uh, creating separation, hitting a couple threes back-to-back. The gap would never close to less than six the rest of the game as Tyus finished with 31 points, six assists, and four rebounds. Buddy playing bridesmaid again, but he followed up battle with a career high, again, 13 points. Uh, he was also a big part in that first-half performance uh, on that 14-0 run, becoming a, a consistent deep threat, and that's great. But can he dunk? That is the question. And I think I think maybe he's saving his first, you know, breakaway dunk for the home crowd because that would freaking drive. That would they would there would be an uproar. Um, in ACC play, Buddy Beheim has made 14 of his 26 three point attempts. That's 53.8 percent. He he also had this game's only block. Brissett started off kind of strong. I <laughs> thought we were onto something there, especially after the Virginia Tech game with him and Howard, but he fizzled yeah. out once again, and it was kind of the same old, same old there. He finished with nine points, five rebounds. He needs to pick it up. Uh, Hughes was a hot for a stretch. He, he did lead a helping hand when we were starting to pull away there. He finished with 10 points and two steals. Chuku with two points and four rebounds, but it felt like way more than that. When I looked at the box score, I thought he did way more than that because they just, sometimes when he plays plays hard at the end of the game. It's the plays that he makes are so important. Um, and that's just, you know, yeah. like coach said, where was he the first 20 minutes? Q still struggled from the line with an awful 57.3% from the line. Just terrible, but they did pick it up with a 55.7% from the field and 42.3% from the arc, from behind the arc. Yeah. And uh, that's really good. I cannot complain about any of that. And just as a side note, the two guys we did warn about, Bowman and Chapman, uh, were a combined 42 points for Boston College's 71 points with 21 each. The all-time series with Boston College sits at 48 and 25 in favor of the Orange. Joe, a solid quadrant two win. Uh, SU's road record sits at four and one now, but the obvious problems that we have had leading up to today's game pretty much all year still linger. So... Make me feel better. Yeah. Well, they just – I mean, their offense ties battle. They, he's an NBA player. I mean, he's our star. We know that there's going to be some games where he just has to step up and he has to win them for us uh, because nobody else is going to. So, you know, 31 points, six assists, four rebounds. I mean, overall it was, you know, the best put-together stat line of either team. But, sure. uh, you know, that's just – I mean, we didn't play great, but Boston College played worse. And looking at the, you know, the team stats and the stuff that we, you know, at least, I, you know, I bring up every podcast, the things that we need to win. I mean, free throw shooting we knew was atrocious, but I mean, we won rebounds for the first time in a very long time. Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, I didn't mention that. My bad. The um, assist numbers weren't high, like really, really high, but they were still double digits at 11 and uh, we won turnovers. So yeah, well, other than the free throws, which really all well, we didn't get done. that many. I mean, they were kind of late free throws. They were all late. There was one free throw in the first. No, there wasn't. Again, I don't believe there was a free throw in the first. I think you. I think I think we one, shot was it, two. Was it two? maybe two? I okay. think I don't uh, know. Well, it's so. It hard wasn't a lot, but a lot of the ones we missed at the end were they were at the end, and it would have just basically sealed the deal. You know, that made it a little bit easier. Um, because they did get within, within, what, six, right, at some point? Yeah, yeah. well, Tyus missed two crucial free throws down the stretch uh, when we yeah. were trying to put well, You couldn't have got mad at Tyus. I'm not, that, I'm so. not, but he did. I mean, come on, they're free throws. They're I get it. Throws. I get it. But, I mean, he, had, you know, he did a lot, so. He did. He did. He did. He, he, Again, I mean, I mean Buddy Beheim, yeah, that steal was great. He just keeps making me freaking eat crow, are you, that guy. I know. I know. With the redshirt comment, are you are you happy with the, the over the look, look over the shoulder and, and just kind of just just gracefully just lay up guaranteed points instead of trying? I'm fine with that. I'm, I'm never been, I've never been, kind of, I've never been a showman when it came to sports. You I know, know, I've always I, been kind of. Right, right. You know, a humble, humble guy. Humble, so, yeah. you know, I've always been like, you know, act like you've been there before. And if it's sure. something that if it's something that the, the degree of difficulty could make it to where you might miss it, you know, you got to get the cheer too. Then as a freshman coach's son, come on. Yeah, that was the right that was the right thing to do in that situation. He'll have his day. Sure. And, you know, you've got Buddy, like you said, making you eat crow. He's making a lot of people eat crow. Uh, you know, Oh, dude, I, I'm, and I'm, and I'm fine with it. Oh, Absolutely. 
Yeah. You know, I thought Carey would have had a bigger a, a bigger role going into the season, but Buddy Beheim, like you said, he's shooting over 50% from three-point land in the ACC, so you really can't ignore that. No, he started off in, in non-conference play. He was like 20, 22. He was bouncing around in between there, really yeah. bad, really shaky, and he's right. just comfortable now. Obviously, he's getting more practices in, and like Coach says, you know, his practices are good, and I've always, I mean, even my coaches when I was a kid, practice good, play good. I mean, it's the, that's... Oh, yeah. He's getting up to speed, speed of the game, speed of the team, and playing with them and they're figuring out their roles and I mean just looking at last year and, and who we had and uh, the rotation it's just great to have somebody off the bench that can come in and, and score nine to 13 points hit a couple threes and change the way the other team's playing defense coach so. coach given given Frank Howard his accolades Frank Howard not doing too bad I mean I don't think I mentioned him in the open he finished with nine points but not a whole lot. He did drive one time to the to the basket, which was good. But yeah, one, one nice rebound, shot, yeah. yeah, one rebound and one assist and a steal. But you still, at this point, especially now, halfway just about halfway through conference play, you expect Howard to be at full speed by now. And it's just, it's just not. Well, happening. this this is the interesting thing when we talk about when it comes to the rotations and having depth and availability of players. Uh, we haven't had this in previous seasons, so we're really not used to it. But right now, I mean, the way the battle was playing and then you bring Bayheim in because, you know, we needed scoring. Tyus needed help. Boston College, they went to a zone. They brought Buddy in. He hit a three immediately. I know. Took took them right back out of the zone to where battle can go and nobody could, could guard battle last night on Boston College. No one on that team can guard him. So, uh, he came in and Buddy played great. So uh, we have available players. We have depth, and he's going to play the hot hand. Frank came out, and uh, the effort on defense was uh, a little left to be exire- desired. And um, well, you know, it, it changed. I, I didn't think it was. It changed a little bit. He yeah. hit a shot. Yeah, they just a lot of them looked a little blah in the beginning. So oh, very and blah. he yeah. and he hit a shot and everything like that. And then it turned around a little bit. He started slowing down with his production. Um and Beheim tried something different. You're not gonna take Tyus out. No. So and Beheim and Buddy was playing good. So I know Frank Howard's probably upset minutes. and I I just I hope that he can understand that I mean it's just we talk about the matchups every single Every single game is going to be different. There's matchups. There's hot hands. You got to go with the hot hand. You got to go with the matchups. So if it doesn't work out in Frank Howard's favor, so be it. He's he played 21 minutes. Buddy Beheim only played four against Virginia Tech. Is Buddy Beheim crying? I mean, so and I'm not saying that Frank Howard's crying and he is a senior and he expects to be out there, but his body language he, is is <clears throat> is a is not good. No, I don't like it. But at the end of the day, as long as he understands. And he seems like he's matured and through gone through the gauntlet with uh, and the and the uh, yearly annual dog houses with with Bayheim. So I yeah. think he knows how to handle it and I think he's gotten a little bit more mature. But I just think he still has trouble in the moment. You know, I think he won't have a problem letting this get by him and, and wanting to prove that he should get more minutes next game. And hopefully that's what he does. But. Uh, just in the moment, like you said, his body language and on the on the bench and stuff—it's it's just not. It's a, it's a bad great. look on camera. You can see it. It's just yeah. You know, everybody can <laughs> see a, it. Yeah, and, yeah, it's a it's a bad look. But I'll tell you, as a competitor, as a senior, as someone who wants to be out there, I, I understand completely. Sitting on the bench when you're not tired is not fun. Right. <laughs> so, all right. Well, how about some fan feedback? You have any final thoughts, real quick? I mean, there's going to be plenty of conversation in this. Yeah. No, we're good. Yeah. It was. It was. It was good. I just the only thing that I see that jumps off the table that I think that I didn't hit that is kind of disturbing to me is Elijah Hughes and Brissett um, combining for seven of I believe our twelve turnovers. So. Uh yeah, seven. Yep. Yep. That and, kind and of concerns we, me we, a little bit. Those guys got to play better. Beheim said it in, in his press conference. Those guys got to play better, and, and, and we're a different team when Chuku plays better. So Yeah, absolutely. It's time to hear from you. The loud mouths from the loud house. The best damn college sports fans in the nation. All right, y'all know what to do. Go to Twitter. Go to Facebook. At Cuse Militia on both of those. I always propose a question at the end of every game. Thoughts on the game. Or sometimes I put thought on game. You know, you only need one anyway. Um, yeah, so, let's deal with that. 
It was me typing fast. What, you got a problem with it? No, not at all. You good? Yeah, yeah, yeah fine. I'm, I'm fine. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm not, I'm not going to get into it this, okay. this week. Okay. Well, you know, I come here every episode after a game, and I give the fan feedback, and I know I'm going to butcher something, but you know what? I don't care because you know I, I love doing it. So let's get started. Um, the fan feedback tonight, today, tomorrow, whatever, is brought to you by, whenever you're listening, is brought to you by my bookie, okay? There's one game left. We all know this. Is Tom Brady and Bill Belichick going to add another championship to their dynasty, or are the yep. Rams, are the Rams <laughs> um, Sean McVay and uh, Jared Goff, are they going to be the last team standing this, this year at the uh, end of the Super Bowl? Well, nope. it doesn't really matter, because here's the deal. Just remember, where you're betting on is as important as who you're betting on. That's why I always tell people to go to mybookie.ag. They've been in business for years. Their reputation is rock solid. They do big cash bonuses so off the bat you're making money for doing nothing and they have the fastest payout seriously just two business days even better my bookie has become a premier destination for all the propositions these guys truly let you bet on anything whether it's the length of the national anthem or the color of a sports drink that gets dumped on the winning coach my bookie has a buffet of patriots rams propositions for you to chew on uh they uh they'll also let you live bet the game so you can do that real time with them i only recommend and the service that's been good to me. That's why I'm urging you to make your way to my bookie. You win, they pay. Join now, and my bookie will match your deposit with a 50% bonus. Use the promo code QS25 to activate that offer by visiting mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. It's also also brought to us by uh, JP's JP Mulligans, and y'all know the deal. Go there, like their Facebook page. They give away Syracuse basketball tickets. Go there, like their page. The happy hours Monday through Friday. Uh, four to six, and of course they do dollar off all of Bats products for SU games if you decide to go in there for that. So, um, let's start with at JD's Dad three. I feel Mark should be on the floor more. I like his instincts, and the offense flows better with him out there. Don't ask me who to sit though. So, well, if you're <laughs> if you're playing Mark, I mean it's been a lot of times you're sitting one of the centers. <laughs> so so yeah. unfortunately, uh that's how that's been going down. But Mark kind of a little I mean, I don't know. Past couple games has been a little he's been a little absent. More absent than normal, I should say. It seems it. Yeah. I think uh, a little bit of it has to do with the people that they've been playing. Chuku's been playing good, so uh, I don't think he's gotten as many minutes. So um I don't know. I mean, well, everyone's kind of up and down, you know. It's yeah, and that's the that's the thing about Syracuse is this the inconsistency just everywhere, just with the gameplay as a team, with the gameplay per player, with what defense you're going to get. I mean, it's just crazy. It's not anything new, but it's still crazy. So, um, at look, this is our buddy Tony. Okay, this is our buddy Tony from the last episode. At Tony. I don't know his last name still. Okay, so I'm not even <laughs> But he says, quick, somebody change the NBA draft withdrawal date reminder in Tyus's phone to June 11th. Yes. Well, I think if he keeps playing like this, there won't be a question like it was last year. Right, Joe? I mean... I don't think there's a question anyway. You don't? You don't? You think he's gone? Okay. All right. Well, way to be optimistic, Joe. I'm sure everybody loves that. At Oil Cuse... We had to win this game, and we did. We need to get the foul. We need to get to the foul line more. Battle was amazing. Yeah, so that's the main thing with with Brissett. I mean, I don't get it, Joe. I mean, what what do you see? Is just like you get in there. First of all, when he gets in there, sometimes he's not he's not finishing when he does get a clean shot, and it's just they're just not drawing the fouls in there. They've had trouble drawing fouls all year. I feel like either yeah. that or we're just not getting them. You know, yeah, maybe a little I bit think, of both. Uh, I just think I feel like he's uh, thinking too much. I mean, he came out early and he looked great. He drove. He made yeah. some shots. Yeah, he threw up a three. He, missed that. I knew that was coming. Well, you know, you come know. on, you know, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but but he's not he's not getting fouled. You I mean does he, he like you said he overthinks it right? He's overthinking it. And he's not yeah. making. He maybe he's just. Maybe that's just it. Maybe he's just overthinking. Maybe he's not good under pressure because it sure looks like, you know, 
he gets discombobulated so easy. He gets so um, he can you know he just makes a lot of mistakes under there. Let's put it like that. Yeah, he seems a little out of control. Yeah, there you go. Out of control. From time to time, because I think that he's just thinking too much and. It's just tough. Yeah, well, it's just, coaches, he's, he's just going through. You know, you just hope that he can figure it out. Is it fair for for a coach to to really pound him like that at a press conference? Uh that's always been his way of motivation. That's <laughs> one of his ways of motivation. He doesn't care about that kind of stuff when it comes to that. He doesn't care about your feelings. He wants to see <laughs> performance. Uh, at GeoHeater. Well, he's getting you ready for the real world. Yeah, absolutely. At GeoHeater, good to see so much fan support at the road game. At one point, the stadium was chanting Buddy Bayheim. He played very well, shot the ball well as a team overall, ultimately played ahead the majority of the game. A good bounce back road win. Now it's time to punctuate the Panthers. All right. So um, support on the road. We saw all the Syracuse fans there. And if you were there, and I know some of our um, Twitter followers were because I got a picture. So um, that was awesome. He was there. He tweeted us a picture. And mm-hmm. uh, they had a great showing there. And they did lead most of the game. It was still you know, it was close. I think they were up by like 14 at one point or something like that. Was it? Was it 14 or 11? But anyway, they blew it on a couple back-to-back threes with uh, Chapman and Bowman going at it. They kind of blew it. So, um, good bounce back win. Yeah, we've had we've struggled with that type of thing. Coming back, playing on, especially going back on the road again and playing Syracuse. Just and it looked like the way the game started. It looked like that's how it was going to go too. So, at, yes. at Keeler Connor. It uh, is it really a Syracuse game if we don't start down by ten? Which <laughs> that's what we were just talking about, right? Yeah, it seems like again we you never know what to expect of these guys. Is really what it comes down to. We've seen games this year where it's been slow starts, and traditionally, I think that that's what we're used to. But there's been games where they've had fast starts and then they lose. So so you just <laughs> you just never know. I mean, it just is what it is. That's what makes watching Syracuse basketball so much fun, though. I mean, let's be honest. If you always knew what you were going to get, you know, life's like a box of chocolates, you know? Well, I think that's a so lot of Syracuse. just basketball. I feel like that's just a lot of basketball altogether. Yeah, I mean, so. I don't know. I don't know. It's definitely Syracuse basketball. There's not a, I mean, what other team are you, are you talking about that you think is, is inconsistent and kind of keeps you guessing as much as Syracuse. Think about it. Think about just in the ACC. Who is who is that team? Maybe Pitt? Past couple years? Yeah, I get it. Okay. <laughs> okay. I get it. Okay. At K... Oh, man. <laughs> I should have I proofread this one. At K Nabby Wanik. Okay? Is that good? That's what I'm going with. All right. So there, uh, great road win at a pace. Uh, wait, great road win at a place they had lost at the past two seasons. Tyus was in full beast mode. Yeah, going in there, and I'll, I will say this: I will guarantee you, the past two seasons, those seats were more full with Boston College fans than they were last night. Yep, because that place was not looking good, and um, uh, the uh, the gentleman who sent us the or who tweeted us the picture. I mean, I might as well just pull this up real quick because he deserves a shout-out. Um, so we're going to do that. Hold on. Bear with me, folks. Bear with me. Bear with me here. And that's, no. That's not it. Is this it? That's not it. Oh, totally unprepared. Um, here we go. All right. So he says, I was there. Our fans outnumbered theirs. And by the way, that's at M. P-K-U-C-87. So, yeah. And he sent a picture. And they, um, you know, it's just a ton of empty seats there. So, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it definitely looked empty on, on TV. And you could hear the Let's Go Orange and Buddy Beheim when they were cheering for him, Ty's Battle. You could hear all that. So, I yeah. completely, I mean, I don't know for sure, but I agree with him. If he was there and that's what he saw, then. Well, I mean, maybe it's maybe it's a uh, little hyperbole there for effect, but we know how Joe feels about that. He does not believe in that. So, um, at or, or not at anybody, Brandon from Facebook says, 
little close for my liking, perhaps because BC was playing on its own home court. Battles, battle struggles from the free throw line was kind of an oddity. The officials showed bias to BC on getting to the line. They helped them stay in the game and probably got. I need a period, and, prob- and probably got <laughs> some home cooking on that. All in all, I'll take. It six and two in the ACC play with some nice games ahead. Also a good road record. I think it goes a long way. All right, all right, all right. He puts like twenty things in here. That's why Brandon yeah. doesn't comment on Twitter because they limit your characters. Um, home, <laughs> home, home, home court. That's why he doesn't use periods. Um, home court uh, for Boston College. A little too close. I mean, I kind of expected it to be close. I was hoping it wasn't going to be, but uh battle struggled from the free throw line. He's been struggling all year. He has not been consistent whole, from the free throw team line. as the whole team as. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the officials being biased, Joe, we can touch on this. Brandon's a, he's, he's, he likes to complain about the officials, which is fine. I, some of it I agree with, but Teddy Valentine, I usually, I, I usually hmm. like, I, I trust. Teddy I like Valentine. his back and forth. I like his yeah, back and forth yeah. with Bayheim. It's actually pretty, yeah, they know each funny. other pretty well. I mean, it yeah. looks it looks contentious. Well, and you can but... see Hightower laughing after he gets in little you know spats with him. So it's just funny. He just knows how to handle them. They've both been around the block for a long, long time. Oh, he was pleading his case. I think there was the uh, Elijah Hughes almost got himself in trouble at first. At first glance at that play, I had thought that was on was it Chapman? Uh, that yeah, it was Chapman. Yeah. Um, I, I at first glance at that I thought it was Chapman, but Chapman was holding the ball. But Elijah Hughes, he he doesn't need to swipe at the ball. That's how that started. That's how yep. that's how it started. That's, that happens almost every single time. I don't think anybody likes the ball getting kicked, hit out of their hands. So every time I've seen it in basketball, the other person's not too happy. No, and they're not. But do, I mean, when the whistle's blown because you dribble it on the on the uh, out of bounds line on the sideline, you give the ball up. You don't walk start walking away with it. You know, so, I mean, I, I get it, but you still, you know, it's like, you know, keep your hands to yourself type thing. Let the ref take care of it. That's kind of my opinion on that. But Well, I think Elijah Hughes just got to be smarter and just keep walking away. Right, exactly. Only, the only reason something happened was because Elijah Hughes stopped and turned and then, like, stopped and allowed him to get in his face, so. Yeah. Um, Eichel Davis on uh, Facebook came down to our stars outdueling their star. So, yeah. Uh, Bowman and Chapman, 21 points each. They had the, obviously the majority of their points in, you know, I mean, some freak uh, circus shots. I think I saw a comment in here. Someone put about some circus shots. Absolutely. the the On the back end of the shot clock, Bowman throws Christ. it up. He couldn't even see over top of uh, whoever Brissette. was. Whoever, Brissette. Yeah, Brissette was guarding. He couldn't <clears> even <throat> see over top of him. Just tossed it up, and then, you know, it went down. So, um Kai Bowman is an NBA player. He uh, he makes those shots. He's always made those shots. So uh, I knew he he plays good against us. Beheim said that as well, and I knew that he was going to end up uh, having the game that he did. But Be- our, uh, Battle plays. I mean, he he has good games against them as as well too. So uh, the rest of the team just kind of made up for it. Beheim coming in and making a couple threes and really just the turnovers and the rebounds, stuff like that. So I just don't think outside of the two guys they have, I just didn't think they really had too much to offer. They don't. Popovich is okay down low, but. Yeah, but like, I mean, you know, like you said, that's what we focused on in the pregame. And I think that's why everyone's talking. I mean, not I don't want to say everybody, but talking about being underwhelmed and even Bayheim in the uh, press conference seemed like just, you know, we can play better than this. So but I think we can though. Oh, I know. Well, we, I think we all know that we can. I think it's, it's just, I think it's the, the big thing for me is, is Chuku playing good. I think I have purposely put those sound bites in the coach's montage for the past two or three games to drive that point home. I don't just pick those. Those aren't just random. I pick those. It takes me I, – I put thought into that. I pick out the points that I feel like describe how I f- felt after watching the game. And he has a way of articulating things, and he's a freaking uh, Hall of Fame coach, so he knows what the hell is going on. So I put that stuff – it comes down to Chuku having a good game. Chuku has to play good for us to have a shot. If well, he, to be a contender. To be a contender. And if he doesn't, you end up with Tyus Battle having to put the team on his back again like he did at the end of last year 
and try to carry them to victory on his own. And then you got right. Frank Howard on the bench, mean mugging everybody. Right. So, and, yeah, and, and, and we're not saying that basing it on, you know, Chuku has to be a huge score. It, it's no, his presence. Rebounds, it's his, it's his presence on def- defense, but also he has to be a scorer on offense. If he can just have the presence of, hey, I can get six, eight points. That's going to force people to guard him, which is going to open up stuff for everybody yeah, it else. It opens up. It you know, it opens up. If he starts scoring on pick and rolls, now you've got two options instead of, you know what I'm saying? Right now they yeah. have one. When there's a pick and roll, they they don't guard Chuku right now. No, they're not no. guarding Chuku on a pick and roll. They're taking time. He rolls whoever, toward the basket to get a rebound. Basically, yeah. So it's not working because he's not effective. Once he's effective, first of all, when he does become effective, he's going to get away with those before they can stop it, before they can even try. And it, yeah. op- it opens up it opens up everything on offense for down there. So, you know, we're just, it's just, it's, you know, we got to get there. We got to get there. Exactly, Sean. We got to get there. And it's going to come down to basically if we can maximize our talent. We haven't seen this team maximize our talent, and we all know that who, who we have on our team. So uh, that's really what it comes down to is are, are we going to get there or not? Is Shuku going to get there? Is Sidibe going to get there? Is Brissett going to get there? Is Dolce going to get there? Uh, those guys are really the guys are that are going to turn this season around and make it real, real special, or is it going to be a struggle to figure out who's going to do what every night? So you're right. I mean, we have to, we have to get it done if we want to be a contender. That stuff has to happen. Absolutely. Yeah, and, the and I'm actually too. glad. I'm actually glad. Sorry, but I'm actually glad that um, – that people are actually upset. I mean, there's people that like you, like you and even like coach Beheim. I'm sure there's a lot more that we won by six. We covered the spread. I hit my, my bookie pick. And <laughs> on top, on top of that, like people are still upset because they knew that we could have done better. You did. They, they expect a little bit more because they know what we have. So that's to me, that's a, that's a positive because the fan base knows what we have. So hopefully the team can wake up and understand that we understand the coach understands everyone understands. You just got to do it. Like you said about Chuku, just do it. Just do it. You, 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 I mean, I don't want to beat a dead horse, but you don't do anything for 20 minutes. And all of a sudden, you know, he has come through late in games when we've needed him. And he's been a difference late in games before he hit the two free throws that he hit, put the game away. I mean, it was essentially out of reach at that point. So, I mean, we're still sweating it before that. So, you know, uh, I mean, you know, just do it. He's like, yeah, Uh, Yeah, I mean, we have to be able to can we maximize our talent? And if we can, then this could be a special year. Right. Uh, Who who at seven and fourth, who at seven and four thought we were going to be 15 and six? Right. No, not me. I didn't think we were going to (laughs) be six and two in the ACC at this point. And right. no, there was no way I was picking six and two in the ACC at this point. We got 10 games left, so there is that. But, you know, the last third of this, um, this conference brutal. play is big time. And we've got, what, seven more quad one games left? Is that yeah. correct? Yeah. Yep. And right now, uh, Donna Diota, uh, is, is that how you say your name? I probably butchered Donna- it too. Detota. Detota, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, from Syracuse.com, did a little bit of research, and kudos to her for coming up. Yeah, it was a great article. That was yeah, it was short. Great. It was like a one-minute read. There's nothing to it. And, and what she did is she reiterated exactly what we said in the last episode after the Virginia Tech loss, not to panic, bump the brakes, but she actually put it into perspective that Syracuse is actually around a nine seed right now. And Joe, sounds good, but <laughs> we, had the, we had the conversation, and quickly, in a nutshell, it um, being a nine seed, uh, explain why that's eh, eh. Well, just to me personally, if you're an eight or a nine seed, the winner of that game goes and plays a one seed. So, uh, <laughs> you, uh, you could go, you could go around to the point of like, hey, uh, you got to beat them to win, you know. But when it comes to the tournament, you need a little bit of luck with seeding and, and upsets as well. So, that's that's a lot of times when teams get through to, to other rounds has happened to us and, and many other teams in the tournament is yeah a, a good team gets upset and then you got an easier next round you know game um so being an eight or nine that's not really fun for me it's a t- i'd almost rather be like an 11 or something like that but again beggars can't be choosers and if we're an eight or a nine the one thing that i do know 
is that this would be the first time in I don't even know five, six, seven years that uh, we go into a selection Sunday, not worried about making the tournament. Yeah, but like you said, it's kind well, of, it's, Tyler Ennis, right? Yeah, Tyler Ennis. But on the other hand, too, um, oh my gosh, I had a point. Son of a gun. Um, it's okay. It might come back to me. Anyway, all right. Well, let me roll. Let me roll here. Uh, this is this is a comment, but it's I'm just going to address it. It's not part of the top ten. But uh, Peter said another game not televised by Spectrum. The and, and and Joe, we don't live in Syracuse, but I made the the point last night. You've got you got um, you've got old Big East rivalry rivalry ACC game on in the middle of conference play in the ACC and you don't get a televised game between Syracuse and Boston College. Now, I know they're not ranked. I get it. I get the TV BS. You've got this ACC network garbage that just seems like it will never lift off the ground. It is <laughs> it is strictly on a streaming app. And for everybody who does have ESPN that is not getting these games on Spectrum, get the ESPN app. You can at least watch it on there. But, I mean, come on. I mean... What the heck? Let's these games should be on TV. Was it not? Why was it not on TV in Syracuse? Is it? It was not on TV in Syracuse. It was not on TV in Virginia. Was it on TV in North Carolina? No, sir. It wasn't on TV. Oh yeah, actually, it was on what? On your like, on your uh, local? Yeah, uh, well, no, it wasn't local. It was like ESPN Extra or something. On Spectrum, if you if you have the full sports oh, okay. package so up in the three nineties, right? It's... Okay, well, right. I could have had it on TV. I don't have the package though. That's right. That's what it was. So anyway, well, uh, I just have the benefit of having a brother that works for Spectrum, so we get everything for free. Right. Otherwise, we probably wouldn't have this channels either, right? Because so. I'm not paying fifty dollars a month for obscure channels I can watch on the ESPN app. But anyway, right? Um, okay, at Nettleton Dave, last comment here. Uh, great game. The last 36 minutes, what what the first four minutes were is a mystery to me. Brissett was great inside. Oh, well, tell that to coach. Uh, Buddy was solid <laughs> off the bench. Tyus, domination in high tops. Go orange. Yeah, the last 36 minutes was decent. It was a good game. We always like seeing a good game. But games like Syracuse-Miami just the other two games ago um, – you know that's what I like, dude. That's that's few and far between. Bro. I know, but I'm just saying. Um, so, what was his last thing here? Uh, Buddy <laughs> off the bench. Yeah, I think Buddy is not going to be like you remember. Like our last big time three point shooter was really who was it? Uh, Cooney. I mean, is it really that long ago? Nah, I don't know. I mean, Andrew what, what, White for that one. Oh, year. Oh, Andrew White from one year. He was really good. He's 43 points or something in one game. Um, yeah, but going. Gillen had a couple good ones. Yeah, I mean, there's yeah, yeah, Cooney yeah, yeah. if you want to. Yeah, Cooney. Say he but was I'm a saying though. Shooter. But I mean, if you take if you take and compare Buddy to Cooney, Cooney was so inconsistent, man. He's so streaky. He lacked the confidence sometimes. I don't really see that with Buddy. I saw Buddy's adjustment more of a growing pain than it yeah. was than it was a, a consistency problem like like Trevor Cooney had for four years. You, you know what right. I mean? So, all right. Well, I mean, Coach Beheim, he he hit it up in the press conference when he started. He talked about freshman shooters and how Demetrius Nichols shot like seventeen percent as a freshman, and Andy Rountin shot like twenty yeah, percent as a freshman. True. As far as and, from and, three yeah. point from three point, right? Yeah. And, and Buddy right now in ACC play is over fifty percent. So, 53. as a freshman, and you're seeing the progression. Uh, I'm excited about this kid. Yeah, I am so too, man. it's and, yeah, absolutely. you know, and as far as being a freshman and with with the talent that we have in this team. Coming off the bench and, and scoring those points, it's it's crucial. Getting, like I said, getting those type of points off the bench. If you're getting production, if Dolce comes out and he does the production that he gives, and then Buddy Beheim comes off the bench and gives what he's been given, as far as kind of on average in ACC play, then then that's. I mean, think about that. We didn't have that last year. No. And then add that onto what we have. You know, with Hughes being able to shoot a little bit more. So again, it's just putting it all together, man. We know we have the talent. Yeah, the talent's there. That's that's the important thing. So, all right. Well, hey, that was your fan feedback top ten. Um, thank you for uh, for for joining in on that. If you did, and if you didn't, you need to. And if you did, and you didn't get your name called, then I try to. I really see. I I see everybody on there. I try to. I try to mix it up. So, um, don't ever. 
don't ever, uh, you know, hesitate to to comment. At least I read them if, at the very least. Punct- so, punctuation helps. Yeah, punctuation if can, helps. If you Brandon. can do that and make yeah. it easier for Sean, then um, <laughs> I didn't do too bad today. But uh, no, no, you're good. Um, so oh, oh the better. last thing better, right? Uh, right, <laughs> exactly. Uh, the last thing, um, uh, JM, you know who you are. You left an iTunes review. I know everybody can't listen every episode, but I did call you out for your review so if you want to want your swag go ahead email us qsmilitia at gmail.com with your address and we will get that stuff out to you alright Joe well it is time to start doing some of these uh, playing some of these teams twice and this here is our first one uh, Syracuse will wrap up their string of road games Saturday February 2nd at 6 o'clock against the Pitt Panthers. Syracuse did take the first meeting between the two, 74-63. That was obviously a home game. Tyus led them that game with 22 points. Hughes struggled a little bit. He had 8 points. Wilson Frame off the bench with 19 points. Xavier Johnson, 17 points. Uh, Let's see. Oh, in the last 10 meetings, uh, going back to February 7th, 2015, Syracuse trails... Uh, six to four in those last ten, including this year's win. So that's included there. Uh, they went one and th- they went one and three uh, in those ten on road games on the road. So also the Orange started a four-game losing streak for Pitt, and that always makes me a little nervous. You know, especially mm. when you're heading to someone's house. Since Syracuse right. beat them, they were beat by like Duke, uh, I think Florida State. Uh, and there was another one. I forget. Uh, no, I just say lost to home against Duke by 15 at Louisville by yeah, 15 Louisville. Right. and at Clemson by 13. Oh, Clemson. Okay. All right. So um, Pitt's net, net ranking right now is a 71. That makes this a quad one game right now. Okay. So to cash, really? to cash, yes, to cash in on that would be great. It's an away game. So that puts it in the quad one bracket. And okay. you can bet um, being beat in the dome. Uh, Capel will have his guys ready for revenge at home. The all-time series right now sits at 69-45, and 45, obviously, in favor of the Qs. So, Joe, yeah, away games are 1 through 75, quad one. So this will be a quad one game. Huge opportunity. No, they're, yeah. They're right well, at the edge really of a quad one. that's really what it one. comes down to, right? I mean, right. you look at the rest of our schedule, a lot of tough games. But if you look at them in a different way half glass full, a lot of big opportunities. And this is one of them. It's next game, next man up. And again, uh, just looking at the first the first matchup, a lot of it came down to shooting percentage. Uh, looking back at it, uh, we shot 12-26 from the three-point land. Uh, wasn't really That's good from terrible. the free throw line. And they out they out-rebounded us by seven. Um, but they had more turnovers, so again, I think it has a lot to do with those main little factors that we talked about. But again, I mean, Tyus Battle, he went nine to seventeen, had twenty-two points, like you said, and he kind of led that. So we kind of know what we're gonna get. They got some young players, they play tough D, um, but we kind of grinded it out against them. I would have liked to have seen better free throw shooting. Again, we were fifty-two percent, twelve of twenty-three. So. Um, but we know we're going to get Pittsburgh's, uh, a little bit better this year. So a lot better. the, the zoo, yeah, the zoo where they play zoo anymore. Well, it wasn't the past couple years, but I would be willing to bet it's going to be come Saturday. No, and it's not the petting zoo. It was the petting zoo last year. We dubbed yeah, it. Yeah. Past couple years. Yeah. The dub, <laughs> the petting zoo. It's definitely not the petting zoo anymore. No, no, I think the petting zoo moved to Boston college, but, um, <laughs> Oh shit! My bad. Um, did I say that? you said that out loud? You did. My bad. My bad. Well, if you looked at the the crowd at that place, Ooh, boy. Yeah. So I mean, I might be able to dub Wake Forest that later in the year when I go to that game. I'll have I'll be able to see for myself. But um, as far True. as Pittsburgh goes, you know the crowd's going to be in it, and like you said, trying to get off the four game losing streak, they're going to have motivation to try to get off that motivation to try to to hold home court against a team they already lost to this year at, uh, at their place. So it's an opportunity uh, for them too, by the way, it's a quad no, it's, one game for them too. Uh, yeah, I mean, they're 12 a, and six. They're not, or sorry, they're not 12 and six. They've no, fallen off the wagon a little bit. I'm they sorry. were 12 and six. 
Go ahead. I'm sorry. This is a quad two game for them, by the way. I'm sorry to interrupt. Oh, okay. It went to quad two. Okay. Yeah. Well, for them, it's a quad two. For for us, it's a quad one. Oh, okay. I get it. I get. Yeah. Get it. So, um. Well, we have to worry about the the usual suspects again. Xavier Johnson, he impressed me. It was the first time we got to see him as a freshman. I like the that's one of my you know you know me. I'm weird about it, but playing against these teams and seeing these these first time players, uh, you could see a glimpse of what that team's going to look like in the future. And those two guards, man, I mean, uh, what was his name? McGowan's. Uh, he barely yeah. really got to do anything against us. I think he caught a shiner. He, he was, had to get a band aid. Yeah, he was uh, good though I'm, when he was in. It, no, but that's the thing is he's good. Uh, Jared Wilson frame. He came off the bench. I don't know if he's going to come off the bench against us uh, this time around, but with him, I mean, he scored 19 points and again, Xavier Johnson, he's not going to back down from anybody. He's still going to play tough. And I think, do uh, I think it's Trey McGowan's is going to, he's going to want to have a little bit of revenge. Cause I think that he felt he probably could have put a little bit more into that game if uh, he didn't get banged up a little bit. So well, um, definitely a dangerous game. We because, just talked I about mean, just like football, man. Geez, we always struggle with Pittsburgh. Shut up. Uh, we just talked about Chuku needing to play his best to be a competitor, and this is kind of one of those games because on the road again, a team that is much better, much better than um, Boston College, and mm, their defenses, their defenses, and their offenses too. They got they got more offensive weaponry than Boston College does. Yeah. So, um, you know, you not not better, but more. More. I'm sorry. Sure. Yeah. 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 That's a good. Right. Yeah. They have more weapons. So, um, that that is one thing that worries me. The fact that Syracuse did start a four game losing streak for them worries me. Uh, The fact that we beat them at home and now we're playing them again at their place worries me. So, I mean, see a trend here. I'm worried. Mm I'm worried about I see this that. Game. So I see that. <laughs> we need to play good. We need to play. We need to be on point. Yeah. But we do have we do have, you know, we're not traveling too far and we've got a few days. So, you know, we're just gonna Yeah. yeah. And I still don't think uh, I mean Bay and Beheim, Coach Beheim, he's not gonna be He's not going to be 100% satisfied with the effort in in how they played against Boston College just like you weren't and um that's I think I think we're going to see a little I mean it's going to be a good I, I would like to, it's going to be a good game. I think it's going to be a little bit more intense than the first one. Um mm. because I think I think Pittsburgh again like I just said uh just us in Pittsburgh alone just it's whether just it's, a, bas- it's, it's a basketball, anyway, football, yeah. Yeah. ping pong. I don't think I don't think it really matters. Like shot put. It's just you don't yeah, you don't you don't know who's going to win because it's just for rivalries and that's just how yeah. it is. So yeah. um and again, I think it's going to be an amped up zoo, not one that we've seen in the past couple of years. Loud. And and they got a couple, like you said, they got they got reasons. They have a lot of reasons. They have a lot of to motivation re- to come out here and, and take down Syracuse. Sure. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So that's that. Those are definitely the type of things because we could come down ready. But there's no doubt in my mind that our players think that they're better or know that they're better than Pittsburgh. But Absolutely. you just hope that doesn't allow that to kind of play into the mind games of letting Pittsburgh jump on them early. Yeah. So, um, all right. Well, we will have to see. Joe will post his. Joe has been posting his my bookie pr- picks unprompted by yours. Truly. All by myself. So all by himself. He's such a big boy now. So Dude, I know. <laughs> so uh, I finally he, got shoes that don't have Velcro. Yeah, yeah. He's tying them all by himself. So he will. I post didn't say that I was up. tying them. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Well, baby steps, baby steps. Yep. Exactly. So he'll post that up on Friday evening. Most yep. oh tomorrow, which well, I'm sorry, we're recording on Thursday, so Friday evening. And Friday evening, or sometimes it doesn't pop up on Friday evening. So sometimes I'll it, up it pops morning. up, you know, an hour before the game, but you know, it gets there. That's what. Yeah, it, and some people have to work. Yeah. Well. Oh. <laughs> please. All right. So. All right, so that's it. He did win his last my bookie pick, so he broke he broke the the losing streak he was on. But uh, I want to thank all of you. Thanks for listening. Thanks for participating in fan feedback. J M, listen, buddy, text uh, text. Yeah, well, text text me in my email. How's that? 
Militia, free stuff, bro. Militia at gmail.com. You can go on Twitter and check it out. I've retweeted the people who have received swag bags lately. You can see all this cool stuff you get in there. Um, so, anyway, I think uh, Armchair All-Americans, Tix Blitz, My Bookie, James on Guitar, JP Mulligans, Shopping Town Barbershop, all of you, once again, I can't yep. give enough. And that is it. More Cuse Militia Podcast is inevitable. For Joe, I am Sean. We're out. Hey. Thanks for listening to the Q's Militia Podcast, the fan's voice with Sean and Joe. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The NBA Finals are heating up. Looking for hot takes on all the postseason action? The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, is the podcast to listen to for the ultimate finals coverage. Host and former NBA sharpshooter J.J. Redick not only has a plugged-in perspective on the action from his time in the league, but he's also announcing the games in real time for ESPN. J.J. has the ultimate insider point of view, and he's taking you along for the ride as he breaks down the best defensive schemes, dunks, and drives from each game. And speaking of incredible drives, there's no better place to tune into your new favorite podcast, The Old Man and the Three, than in a standard-setting BMW. Luxury meets power to create a wholly new driving experience. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard, BMW, the ultimate driving machine. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more.